Hi there, and welcome back to the Live Moss Podcast. This week, as we always do, we're trying to bring as much content and as much experience as we can to our membership that's out there listening to this podcast on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm extremely excited uh, to be able to introduce you today uh, two people that I've been working with for a couple of you know, months now as we geared up for the National Convention and then after, uh, but people that I think can really help our membership in, in very important ways. So without any hesitation, I'd love to introduce Kristen Major and Jessica Peterson to the podcast. Ladies, if you can, please introduce yourself. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Um, we're super excited uh, to represent Kaplan here on the podcast. Um, my name is Kristen Major. Um, I'm the Kaplan Partner Solutions Director for the Midwest and Canada. Um, and I'll let Jessica, my colleague, introduce herself. Great. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Again, I'm Jessica Peterson, and uh, Kristen and I both work on the same team within Kaplan um, for institutional partnerships, and I've got the southwest part of the country from Texas to Nevada, all the really hot states right now. I don't know. I think Miami <laughs> might have you guys beat right now. We're dealing well, with that's heat waves. True. unprecedented. <laughs> that's true. So, ladies, let's talk a little bit about Kaplan, if we can. Uh, can you can you give us a, an idea of what your team's mission is? Absolutely. Um, so, our team is called Kaplan Partner Solutions. Um, we basically work with a variety of different programs on a university's campus. Um, it could be post-baccalaureate programs. It could be pipeline diversity summer programs. It could be a variety of departments, uh, such as math, chemistry, physics. Um, education, and, of course, athletic departments. Um, so our team's mission is to increase access to test prep for my, minoritized and marginalized students across the country. Uh, so our, we really work um, on a daily day basis uh, to reach our goal, which is to grow program and student success, uh, regardless of the budget or the stage of the planning process the institution might be in. Um, so kind of what I like to say when I go onto a campus is I'm looking for people to help who need my help, who need Kaplan's help. Um, but you know, maybe they have a couple things, um, going against them. They don't have enough money for test prep, um, but they want to get into the graduate school of their dreams. Um, things along those lines. I look, you know, we look for those people on our team and we do our best to provide, um, the best solutions for them, uh, possible. That's a great summary. She totally nailed it all with exactly what we did. Well, awesome. So why is your team called Kaplan Partner Solutions? Well, I think um, with that, we kind of go into different programs, and we really are looking at creative ways to work with each school. <clears throat> each campus has different nuances, different needs, and things like that. So we really want to look at the students that are struggling um, to get into grad and professional schools and try to figure out the best solution for that um, for that campus and to be able to provide, again, really quality, um, you know, test prep for these students so that they can go on and do the best that they can um, with the next 30-plus years of their careers. As our membership gets to know more about Kaplan, uh, your program and your mission and what you guys are trying to accomplish in the industry, what is Kaplan trying to do right now to stand out in our test prep industry? So at Kaplan, we're, you know, a lot of people actually, I don't think they really sit down and think about how big of an industry the test prep industry is. Um, 
I honestly initially didn't, um, you know, didn't really grasp the the large size of the industry itself. Um, and with things growing and changing constantly um, in the higher education world, um, they change within our company as well. And something really great about Kaplan is that we're constantly, constantly having people um, dedicated to doing internal updates and research. Uh, so right now we have, you know, and we have been, um, but one of the things I do want to highlight is that we do continue to devote a lot of time into research learning science. Um, we research delivery methods for our classes. Um, we try to, you know, figure out how we can best train the learner to employ effective strategies for test prep um, just so that we can kind of relieve those um, kind of higher test performance issues for students, you know, anxiety, test failure. Um, there's so much pressure on me to succeed in this exam so that I can apply to the school of my dreams and get in. And then, you know, it's a whole nother battle, the actual program that they're going to be in. So we do a lot of work on sitting down and kind of realizing is a three-month program more effective for a student's brain than a one-month program. Um, you know, we do experiment. We ask feedback back from our students. Um, we had a pool of students and we asked them tons of questions based on a variety of things. But, you know, what was attractive to you about the class? What was the hardest part? What would have been more convenient? Um, questions that really helped us better our program and make it more attractive for students and their current, their current demands um, that they're facing. So one of the biggest things, as I said, is just the learning science. It's huge. Um, you know, it really matters what the, the student's brain is thinking. And we really like to contribute a lot to that. And we have a whole team that's devoted to that. And then they report all the information data back to us explaining why, you know, X, Y, and Z. But most importantly, why, you know, an MCAT class that's comprehensive is most beneficial for a student if it's over time versus, you know, kind of crammed into a month. Um, and things like that. So we, we truly believe that, you know, devoting that time and, and the money and the resources into this type of science um, will really benefit the students in the long run who decide to prep with us um, for the future. Yeah, and I think something interesting, too, is just bringing in the humanistic side of test prep because it does induce so much anxiety with so many students and things like that. So just trying to have fun with it as well um, to bring in you know, everything that we can to kind of ease the students' um, minds as they're, they're preparing. Um, all of our instructors are phenomenal people as well as, as great instructors. And so that's really nice, too, to be able to really connect with people um, in a meaningful way as they're kind of helping you through this typically anxiety-ridden process. Yes. As someone who absolutely despised test prep growing up, um, I always thought it was kind of ironic that I started working for a test prep company um, because I was always so nervous and anxious and kind of put it in the back of my mind. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to have to take this test. Um, that's what's amazing about Kaplan is half of what you're learning in our class is how to just take the test, how to handle it. Um, you know, make sure you have snacks, make sure you bring water, make sure you're mentally prepared. Um, and those are all things that I really, you know, love to convey to clients that we have because 
it's what the students are worried about, um, but they don't they don't walk into their um, you know physics professor's office and say I'm just really scared. Um, they they walk in and they ask questions, but in the back of their mind, a lot of students are really facing this test anxiety. Um, and it's actually interesting. Uh, just being in Canada, we realized that honestly they don't do a lot of standardized testing in Canada actually, and the hardest challenge for them necessarily isn't the content, it's the anxiety, it's the, the nervousness, it's I haven't done standardized testing before and now I need to do it, um, Where how am I supposed to be prepared? Um, so yeah, so that's, that is why uh, Kaplan, I think we could sit here and talk about it for another 30 minutes, probably more, um, but I'll, I'll try to cut it off there. Oh, trust me, our audience would listen for another 30 minutes. Uh, the, the makeup of our audience is, is so much around academic counseling, advising, uh, professionals in the academic field, uh, and not just student-athletes, obviously. We have a lot of uh, components of this just back into the advising field. And for those listening to this podcast, what a great resource Kaplan is, uh, because we can talk about data and we can talk about metrics and success rates and graduation rates and APR and all the things that we, we deal with in our lives on a daily basis. But we got to remember the reason why we got into this, uh, and it's working with the students and putting them in positions to be successful. And I love the word humanistic and going back and actually trying to find ways uh, through Kaplan, through this organization, uh, that they're trying to make this as humanistic as possible to help our students where they are uh, to get into these programs by providing them a, real, a resource that can greatly help them be successful. Um, looking at this, and, and ladies, from our membership, a lot of this is word of mouth. Uh, we, we are very close-knit as a community. We, we reach out to each other when we need help. But we also reach out to each other when things, uh, when there's resources out there that we might want to take advantage of. Uh, would you be able to help us understand what athletic, what athletic departments you already partner with? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, quite a few athletic departments that are current partners. Um, a lot of those are um, programs like Ohio State. Um, I should say the Ohio State, right? That's the correct way to say it. Uh, Michigan State, uh, Michigan. Uh, we work with Pitt. We work uh, with TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Jordan, the family. So Boomer Sooner, that's my alma mater. Um, LSU, Georgia Tech, uh, Southern Illinois, Oregon State, Temple and Marquette. So we've got quite a variety of just different sizes of programs, um, different needs and things like that. So, and that's near and dear to Kristen and I's heart because we are both former student athletes. So we love to get in and be able to, to help student athletes the way we would have, you know, like to have been helped through this process, um, whether we were or not <laughs> back in the day. She's much younger than I am. Um, you know, I think it's, it's really, really been, um, just so much fun to be able to connect with, with advisors um, in the athletic space. And for those of you listening on the call right now, don't worry about having to jot those names down to the university. Uh, just go to my blog at www.lidmoss.blog. Uh, and as we create the content for this show, we're also going to link to those tools uh, back to the blog so you can easily be one click away from reaching out to resources at other universities on how Kaplan works with them. Uh, what programming they use, what resources are available, so you can get that word of mouth from other organizations. Uh, looking ahead, though, why is Kaplan beneficial to athletic departments? So um, that's a there's a bunch of tiers you could say to that uh, to the answer to that question. Um, kind of one um, that stands out to me is we're beneficial to athletic departments because we are able to partner. Right, that's why our name is Kaplan Partner Solutions. Is we can kind of sit down and have meetings with the athletic department 
um, and, and say, you know, what is it that your students are looking for? Our favorite thing to do is listen, um, listen to the, you know, the humps that the students are facing, what are their needs, um, and we're able to sit down and kind of come together and build something um, and collaborate. So, for example, um, you know, a program that there's student athletes, um, Michigan, Michigan State, for example, um, their student athletes have, you know, specific schedules, right? Academics in the morning uh, for the majority of the ones that we work with. And then they have practice um, in the early, like early afternoon evenings. Uh, so we, we do our classes there in the, in the late night. So I, I believe it's seven to 10. Um, and when, why do we do that? Because that is what suits them. That's what's possible for them. Realistically, they wouldn't be able to take a class in person um, on campus if we didn't have that partnership um, that would fit their schedule and their specific needs, as we said. Um, so the, the ability to do that and hear, you know, specific requirements that maybe that athletic department's facing, you know, our students are just having a really t hard time getting into graduate school and, and in, you know, half of them are just having a hard time remembering their high school math. Um, and this little, little unique things like that, that we can take back to our instructor for that class and say, and, you know, please make sure that you're extremely, you know, dominant in going over that high school math and making sure that each student really is understanding it because that's one of their biggest hurdles that they're facing. Um, things, along, things along those lines are really what makes it easier for us to make, you know, the experience better for the student athlete. You know, all in all, our, our goal is to help um, the student athlete succeed help the program succeed, um, the athletic department, um, and, and really do our best to make it as an easy, you know, as easy as possible um, for them. So that's one of the, the biggest uh, benefits um, in my eyes, and I, and I think Jessica has an idea as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about student-athletes, so these are, you know, folks who are used to lots of practice, lots of time put into goals and things, you know, as you go through your athletic career. So, you know, I think Kaplan working with athletic departments is a pretty natural fit because you've got this group of students who's used to very high level training and practice and things like that. And so, you know, a lot of student athletes, hopefully we all love to go pro, but it's not going to happen for everybody. So, you know, going on and, and being just as successful academically as we were, you know, athletically, I think is really important, um, you know, in this job market, um, in this day and age, it's, you know, a bachelor's degree is not enough anymore. There's, you know, the standard is, is going on and getting a master's degree or going on and, you know, getting your PhD or going on to med school, law school, things like that. So, you know, I think that it will, it, this partnership helps to extend the resources that athletic departments have available to their students who do have those unique needs of, you know, all the time constraints that we have to work around um, all the time. So, you know, that's what's been the most beneficial. When we started this program with the NCAA, I mean, there were a few programs that were providing grad school prep, um, and they would, you know, do their preparation for students, but we thought, how can we take that a step further and really make it applicable to just really extend that education um, to the next, uh, next step beyond sports? So there's a couple of key words there that I hope the membership really paid attention to. One was the fluidity of which they're offering these services. So it's not a locked-in time where you have to find your student athletes and get them to a service. The, the offering the evening sessions, offering the alternative times, 
uh, to really work around our student athlete schedule, which we all know is so key in the programming that we're trying to accomplish. But the other aspect of it, if we go back to that, you know, the human touch to this process, and, and there's a lot of services out there, but obviously Kaplan uh, as a partner with N4A, and some of the things that they're trying to accomplish are really targeting student athletes for a very specific reason. And we all know our programs are stressed to the limit. So having an additional resource like this uh, is such a key component to trying to be next level. When you're trying to recruit student athletes, there's always those students who are trying to be the elite uh, in everything that they do, not just academically, not just athletically, but combining both worlds. Uh, so I really encourage you to get in touch with uh, Kristen and get in touch with Jessica and see what kind of services might be there for you at Kaplan. Um, as we continue through this podcast, one of the things that we love to do is give our membership something permanent, something tangible that they can take away. Uh, so, ladies, do you have a podcast or an app or something that you might want to introduce to the membership that they can take away with them? Yes. So we actually have um, a Kaplan app. Um, that you can have on any mobile device. So it's as simple as just going into um, the app store on your mobile phone and just typing in Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, um, and it will pop up. And there is an option when you, you know, bring up the app to log in, but there's also an option for free sign-up, um, and you can utilize that to explore the app and see, you know, kind of what's it like in there and what's it, what does it feel like to utilize it, Um before, you know, you're able to actually, you know, join one of our comprehensive classes. And for your student athletes, um, and if they're in one of our programs, most of them are using this app. Um, I actually had a meeting with uh, um, a pre-law advisor at a school in Iowa, um, and she was telling me that she was going over some of our resources, and she would lay in bed every night and on her phone utilize the app for the flashcards that we provide um, with our classes. So, she said it was her favorite asset, um, that it was very mobile, and I thought that was funny just because, you know, you hear you hear um, everyone always saying young kids are always on their phone and utilizing this and utilizing that, um, and I had this, you know, grown woman telling me it's the best thing that she's ever seen, and I, and I totally loved it. So it really is um, just a great resource to check out. So uh, we also have a podcast that we produce up at our headquarters, um, in New York, and so that's called the Trending in Education podcast, and that is put on by um, a couple of different um, people up in our New York offices, but namely our president of Kaplan Test Prep, Brandon Jones, and so they go over a ton of different um, just trends in education, different things that are going on. Um, sometimes it's serious topics. Sometimes, you know, it's a little more lighthearted, so that's a really good one as well. They're approaching, they just passed their 100th episode so that's really great, but um, they have tons and tons of resources there. So Trending in Education podcast is another great one. Yeah, technology, everybody can take advantage of it. So, again, what we're going to do is we're going to link that app as well as the podcast back to the, the www.livemoss.blog so everyone can go and find it easily. No searching, just one click away. Ladies, as we try and do with every one of our podcasts, we're trying to make this entertaining for our membership to try and give the listeners something fun to take away with them at the end of the day. Um, so for our final question, our fun question, you've already led to it a little bit. You mentioned that you were both student-athletes, uh, Jessica at Oklahoma and Kristen at McKendree University. I'm interested, curious, fascinated by what is your favorite memory? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I don't know. I'm curious to hear what yours is. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I initially came to mind this story that I actually told Jessica um, two years ago uh, when we first met, actually, 
Um, but it's pretty aggressive. So I think I'll, I'll skip on that one. Um, but I think I will tell uh, my favorite memory being, so as Wes said, uh, I went to McKendry University, which is located in Lebanon, Illinois, uh, which is about 30 minutes from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so I actually grew up uh, in Annapolis, Maryland, my whole life. And basically, if you know anyone from Maryland, uh, you play lacrosse if you were born there or if you even breathe there. Um, and, uh, you know, I got recruited um, at a tournament there from uh, Brittany Poist um, at the time, our head coach, and uh, the head coach at McKendry. And she said, I'm starting this new program in Illinois. You know, you should come check it out. And I'm thinking... I don't know if I think I was a junior in high school and I was thinking, Illinois, you know, I don't know if I want to go there. Um, but, you know, after visiting the school and, you know, being interested, I really, you know, decided all I really want to do is play lacrosse. I love being a student athlete. It really helps me focus. I'm just going to take the leap and do it. Uh, so I went to McKendry lacrosse and my favorite memory is it was a completely new program. Um, my freshman year was the first year of division two. And the funniest thing that people might or might not know about the Midwest is um, not a lot of people know what lacrosse is, or maybe they know what it is, but they don't understand it. Um, so our first ever lacrosse game, it was snowing. Um, it was February. It was snowing. The, the field was covered in snow. Um, they had the plow out there, but the stands were so icy. They, they were saying they were going to cancel the game. Um, and I was in my English class and I got the email of them saying this and it was the day before the game and I was heartbroken. And I think my teacher could see it on my face and she says, you know, what's wrong? And I should not have been looking at my phone in class. That's correct. But I, I accidentally was, and uh, it was an email from my coach. That's why, you know, priorities. Um, and I, uh, I opened it and she said, you know, what's wrong? And I was like, they're going to cancel a game. I'm so upset. You know, we've been working so hard. We really want to show people what lacrosse is, et cetera. And so, those, all right, class, we're canceling class. Everybody, you know, go get warm jackets on and meet us at the field. Um, so I had my whole English class. I had my, my boss at the time. I had our athletic director, um, our NCAA compliance officer, Angela Red was there. Um, everybody was just plowing with our little shovels, uh, even lacrosse sticks, anything we could find to stand so that we could have our game. Um, our first game, and it was just so awesome and so beautiful to see everyone was supporting us. And so, honestly, I would, even though that was like my first experience, um, you know, my first year there, that was honestly just so such a beautiful experience um, to be a part of. And so, I'll never forget that um, absolutely. And the funniest thing is during the game, we had to print out kind of um, rules for people to understand. And so the whole football team was there and they all kept booing at times and they should have been cheering and, and they just had no clue what's going on. They're like, why does everyone keep stopping? Um, but it, all in all, it was really good fun. And um, yeah, that's my favorite memory. I know it's not a memory of me playing physically, but um, sort of an overcompassing, heartwarming uh, moment for, for us. That's really cool. I thought you were going to tear the aggressive story of how you're such an animal. So I love that story. She seems really sweet and nice, but she's, she's not messing around when she's on the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, my favorite memory, um, there's a lot, um, but I played volleyball at, at the University of Oklahoma and um, had a great time there. I will say I was the shortest, was a setter, the shortest one in the Big 12 across all the volleyball teams. I think the Texas Tech setter was the only one shorter than me, so that was always fun. 
Um, but I think, you know, the things I remember most is, you know, playing Nebraska when they were still part of the Big 12 um, and the amazing finding out what great volleyball fans really were um, because at Nebraska they know volleyball far better than, than a ton of other places. I think, you know, obviously I think we have more of a rivalry at OU um, with Texas than they necessarily have back with us. But, um, but you know, playing at Gregory Gym in Austin, um, you know, right after we had, had beaten Texas um, in the Red River rivalry game. So that was always a good time. Um, but I think some of my favorite memories, too, were kind of off the field, just with teammates and things like that. I know um, we did some pretty outrageous, um, like, all of our um, at workouts <laughs> outside of, of uh, the season. And so one of those was we actually had our coach who took us to the, the golf course at OU. And we played capture the flag at night. And so everyone was dressed up. We all dressed like in black so that you couldn't see anyone. And we had like the, um, you know, stuff under our eye and things like that. And so we were, um, you know, two teams. We split the team in half and we just, this game escalated extremely quickly. <laughs> we captured a flag. Um, as you can imagine any student athlete, right? I mean, you're playing against your teammates. Um, and we battled <laughs> and battled and battled in this capture the flag game. The, you know, it ended up being like, I think it was 11 or 12 at night. And then, the, of course, the sprinklers come on and we're like, you know, army crawling through the mud <laughs> just to make sure that we, you know, had captured the flag and that we were like, sneaking across to the other side. And then um, our team ended up winning, which was great. Um, so much fun. But I'll just never forget, like, things like that that we did just outside of um, of the gym that made it a lot of fun. And you have that camaraderie and just those friendships that last a lot of time. So, that's the thing I think that I miss the most about, you know, being in the real world and adulting is that you, you miss all of those, um, those team relationships and how close knit you are. Yeah. I think that's the thing why most people get into the athletic field is those relationships and the, uh, the experiences that we have. Uh, Jessica, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today uh, and helping our membership know more about Kaplan and the services that they have to offer. Uh, for anyone that's listening on the, the podcast today, please don't hesitate to go to my, my blog at www.livemoss.blog again because I'll link back all the universities that are currently working with Kaplan. I'll give you access to the Kaplan app as well as the, the podcast trending in education so you can continue to learn more about Kaplan, the services they offer, and how they can positively impact your university or school. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate your time more than anything. Uh, don't forget to, to tune in next time as we continue this podcast series and try and bring you more content. And nothing else, live moth.